Well, tonight uh, we're gonna we're gonna dig into the word here, and uh, as we as we dig in, I, I really want you to I want you to get this tonight. Amen. Now, I'll just go ahead and say I want you to get it every time we come together. So, like this isn't like get it this week and next week it's free. Like you don't have to get it next week. So, um. You know, these last 14 days or so have been a doozy. Anyone else have a doozy of the last 14 days? Okay, a couple of us. <laughs> the last 14 days have been stressful, they've been difficult, they've been confusing, frustrating, aggravating, and many other words that end with ing. I could go on and on and on. I started writing them down. I was like, there's just lots of ings on the end of these. So I'm just going to say lots of words that end with ing. Um, and it's, it's challenging to run into scenarios and situations that you just can't speak to sometimes. Have you ever been in that position where like there's just, there's literally no words, right? And, you know, that's... Man, I've been I've been there the last couple of weeks. Uh, Bethany would share something else with me, and I'm going, "What?" You know, and something else would happen. Uh, you know, many of you know that that Kim was in the hospital. Praise God that she did not have a heart attack. That is just amazing. And uh, you know, we we were going through that week, and just what a week it was. And Friday night. Friday, Kim is being discharged from the hospital, and as she is being discharged from the hospital, I am on the ground with my mother, who has fallen and broken her leg in two places, and I'm going, what? <laughs> and I know many of you had stuff that happened in the last week that are probably making you go, what? And you know... I believe that God is stirring up something in this body. I believe that. Just as God is working, the devil wants to disrupt what is about to take place. And, I, you know, I, I say this all the time. I don't really know what all this means sometimes, guys. <laughs> all I can know what I feel in my spirit as God is leading us deeper into the things of him, into his word, understanding who he is, understanding the promises and the things that this word speaks over us. And the devil wants to disrupt whatever that is, right? So the last few weeks, I feel like, you know, we've run into obstacle after obstacle, sickness after sickness, problem after problem. It was like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it was like this alarm was being sounded in my brain. Like over and over and over, I kept hearing this like alarm as loud as it possibly could. And it was just reminding me of this very simple statement that we are currently in battle, guys. We are in battle. And I think we have gotten to a place that we've become a bit naive or gullible in believing anything other than that we are in a battle. This word tells us all the time that that's where we're at, that's what we're dealing with, and still we don't 
get it. See, what I find when I look around is I, pe- I see people fighting with people, okay? People fighting with people, fighting with opinions, and we're completely ignoring the spiritual aspect of what is actually taking place, the battle that we're really in. And this is kind of, this is, you know, this is kind of where God was leading me is that we need to be made aware again that we are in this battle. Because I think what's happening is we're spending so much time fighting the wrong enemy. We're fighting the wrong stuff. We're fighting, listen, fighting with each other leads to division. That's all it does. Fighting with each other leads to division. Fighting the enemy leads to victory. Because the the thing is, is if we can really understand who the actual enemy is, the victory is ours to take. It's ours to take. But we're fighting the wrong stuff. We're completely fighting the wrong stuff. So tonight, we're we're gonna dig into the word tonight. And I want you to walk, I want you to understand that you are in a battle. First Peter five, we're gonna start there. And I'm gonna take you a bunch of places, and I think I've given Kristen all of the scriptures but I may not have, okay? So just buckle up. First Peter 5, we're gonna read verses eight through nine, and then we're gonna jump straight into John chapter 10, okay? So just, we're gonna get there, okay? First Peter, these are, these are familiar passages to most of you. 5, 8 says this, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Verse nine says, resist him firm, firm in your faith. You know, there's too many of us that's got some shaky legs when it comes to our faith. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. John 10.10 says that the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Though I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want to help you recognize the enemy that is very real, that is out there, that is literally all the things you just said. We need to start by recognizing this. The devil wants to devour you. He wants to devour you. He wants to destroy you. He doesn't care about just making you uncomfortable. He doesn't care about putting a little cloud around you so you feel a little sad and lonely at times. He wants you dead. (laughs) Like, That is the severity of what we are dealing with here in this battle. If you were in a situation, in a live situation, I mean, listen, some of y'all like horror movies. I do not, okay? I'm not into them. They freak me out too much. the, The last horror movie I watched, I was in high school. Okay, I was in high school and I went with my buddies because they were like, hey, let's see. I think it was called Saul um, about the Texas chainsaw stuff. Okay, I'd never seen a horror film really in my life except for Ghostbusters. Okay, that was was about as far as it went. And these 
three or four of my buddies, and they're like, let's go watch it. So we went to the Blanchester Theater, because that's, that's what you do, right? Love the Blanchester Theaters. And we go there, and we watch this movie. And as I'm watching this movie, I am like, this is not cool. <laughs> like, it's, it's freaking me out, man. I'm feeling jumpy. And then, like, you leave, and it's dark out, and we're walking down the back alley to get to our cars next to the funeral home. Like, no! <laughs> And there's a lot of stuff that happens in Blanchester, guys. <laughs> but in those, in those films, in those things, right, what are the people doing who are being chased, who are being, they are, they're going it with everything, they are giving it everything that they've got. If I pulled a chainsaw right now, there'd be like three of you that'd be like, whatever, dude. <laughs> okay, maybe like, all of you, <laughs> but maybe one person just for the theatrics would run towards the door, okay? <laughs> when you look at those films and what people are doing, they are exerting energy to get away from the problem, but we aren't. See, your family is under attack. Your marriage is under attack. Your children are under attack, and we're just, <laughs> I'm going to sit all the way down on the box drum. We're just kind of doing one of these, <laughs> right? See, the battle that we are facing, the enemy doesn't want to trip you up. He doesn't want to confuse you. He doesn't want to take your finances. He wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you, and we, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing about it? See, the problem is too many people are going into battle not realizing what they're actually facing. The enemy wants you obliterated. He wants you gone. We get in the midst of the battle and the fire of it all, feeling the heat on our face in the most intense moments that happen. And the question that I want to ask you is what is coming out of you in those moments? Those moments when you feel like you've got so much pressure on you, there is so much weighing on you, there is so much that's going, what is going to rise up? What have you stored to rise up? I, I had a, um, I was at a, a, a meeting uh, Thursday night, uh, Thursday night, um, and we're with all these business leaders around Cincinnati, and we're talking about all the innovative things we're doing. And afterwards, I was talking to a guy who works with Kroger, and uh, we, we move freight for a company that makes MREs, okay? And the guy knew the company because he's like a doomsday prepper. And he's got a bunch of these MREs from this company in his basement. And I got thinking about that. Wow, this guy, he's preparing, right? He's doing something, right? He's got MREs at least. I don't know if he's got a good water source or not. I'm sure he probably thought that through. I don't know. But see, what are we doing? When we get into those intense moments, when we get into that situation, when we get into that battle, is what's coming out of you, is it righteous and holy? Is it edifying? Will it bring a difference in the battle? Or is it even just being directed at the wrong enemy? Because it's not really the enemy that we're facing. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not, say not. Say not again. <laughs> we are not 
waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Hold on. Let me, I, I want to explain that just for a minute. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, not against the things we like, not against our own personal thoughts, not against what vehicles we like, not against hair, no hair, not against anything else, right? But against the knowledge of God. See, we keep taking things into our own hands thinking that we are the keeper of the truth and that anyone that disagrees with us, we need to beat them over the face with a mallet. Now, there's nothing wrong with destroying arguments, but are we actually waging war against the arguments which are against the knowledge of God? Most of the time we're not. We're just not. It says, and take every thought captive. For what reason? To obey Christ. See, we're walking in this flesh and we keep trying to fight in the flesh. We're getting angry at each other. We're getting angry at the church. We're getting angry at our spouse. We're getting angry at our dog, at our cat, at our fish. Because we're so distracted from what's actually taking place. We got to get back to a, listen, we got to get into a battle stance. Now, I'm not going to do a battle stance because I would look like a goon. All right. I don't have no battle stance. But we've got to start preparing ourselves for these types of things. Guys, we've got to, we got to rec- recognize that we are the enemy that you think, the, the person that you're upset with, it ain't got nothing to do with them. Nothing. It's not them. See, we keep getting messed up because we think we know a better way. Our ideas or our thoughts or our approach has got to be better, so we want to make sure everyone knows. We want to make sure the word gets out. We want to make sure we spread it out there as much and that we, we, we beat the snot out of anyone who disagrees with us. But the whole time we need to remember that James 4, 7 says to submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We get excited because we like to say resist the devil and he'll flee from you. All you got to do is resist the devil, man. It'll be great. If you resist the devil, resist the devil. (laughs) We don't like to talk about, oh, crap, uh, four words ahead. It said submit to God. No, 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 just resist the devil, (laughs) right? See, the first thing we have to do, guys, now, not once the fire's hot, now, once you feel like you can't go another step, you can do it then. Many people do. But I'm saying now, we need to begin submitting ourselves to God, submitting ourselves to his way, to his word, to what it actually says. Many of you say, I don't know what it says. Read it. We got it. Like We have a lot of it. We have very little excuse as to why we can't read it. Sorry, man. I'm currently binging an amazing show on Netflix before it goes off of Netflix. Okay. See, are we truly submitting ourselves to God if we keep trying to do things our way? 
See, because we think we think we know how to deal with these types of things. Listen, I'm a guy that conflict doesn't bother me. It just it, it hasn't historically. Um, it just doesn't matter in meetings in front of team. It doesn't matter. Like if there's conflict, literally I have been in meetings and I could see someone visibly upset with something and I would literally be like, Hey, John, what's going on? I can see your face. You're not happy about this, you know? And he'd be like, no, I'm good with it. No, 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 seriously, tell me what's going on, man. I can see your face. It looks awful. Like, talk to me, right? Like, I just, I would rather just get it over with because I don't want to have another meeting later when he comes to me separately. Like, let's just talk about it as a group, right? Let's just fix this, right? But even in that, even in that, if we're not recognizing what we're trying to address and the root of the problem is that you have an enemy who wants to take you out. Your enemy isn't John, <laughs> right? We need to start recognizing this. We keep thinking that people are the enemy, and so we keep fighting with people, causing division, keeping people from coming to the knowledge of Christ because of our foolish fights, right? Who cares, man? See, we need to get back to a place where we attack from a position of being on our knees and praying. See, we think, and listen, I, I, I fall into this bucket, guys. I'm a doer. I'm a fixer. It's what I want to do. Bethany hates telling me things that are wrong because all I want to do is tell her how she could make it right. That's, she, it's, I'm horrible at it. A, a, a buddy of mine, um, he told me that he, he would always say to his wife, Hold on, hold on. When she would start talking, he'd be like, hold on, hold on. Are you looking to vent or are you looking to solve? And she'd be like, vent. And he'd be like, all right, I'll shut up. I'm just going to listen, right? And just let you vent and let you just get it out. I'm not that good. Like, I'm always like, well, you do that, you do that, and you do this, and set this up, and do that, and restructure this, and do that. And she's like, just shut up, man. Like, no. It's real easy for you to say, right? You know, you're it work, <laughs> eating steak, <laughs> whatever it is. We need to get back to, to, to getting on our knees and actually doing something about these situations, guys. We're, we're too ashamed. We're too ashamed to pray about things most of the time. What? We're too ashamed to ask someone else to pray about something with us. Hey, I really struggle with this. What? I told you I, I told you about the guy who reaches out to me and 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 uh, and asked me to pray for him and and he reached out to me the other night he was in uh, um, um, Washington I think it was he's like man I'm struggling I need some prayer right now so I'm praying I'm texting him and all these things you know what we need to we need to get like that guys we need to start asking we need to start stepping out we need to start saying I I have not got this right and there is something that keeps coming against me and I don't know why it is it's coming against my marriage it's coming against my family against my kids against whatever it is we got to start being bold enough to come out and say I'm jacked up, man, and I don't know what it is, but I need some people to war with me. The problem is in the battle is you think it's you out there by yourself. That's not it. That's not the way it works. See, the enemy wants you to feel alone, right? What is it? The, the lion, the lion uh, works to get the gazelle out of the pack, away from the rest of them. Because if he can get them away from the pack, that's how he can get the, the gazelle. You're no different. 
The devil is what? Lion, like a lion. So you start looking at what the lion does and you're like, woo. <laughs> See, a lot of you find yourself in situations where you gotta feel over here or away or hide or whatever it is. This, this isn't it. That's not what we're supposed to do. And then we get caught up because we think if we just pray that we're not doing enough. I hate that. It drives me nuts. Because we have access, we, not me, we have access to the throne of God. Your situation, your problem, your struggle, your failures, your pain, whatever it is, you have access. Luke 6, I want to show you something. I want to show you something that proves that your bickering is useless. It says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. What? Because I was just talking about like going to war and getting in battle stance and like all that stuff. And now I'm going to say, love your enemies. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Uh, This isn't saying do good to those who don't bring their trash cans in as early as you would like them to. (laughs) It doesn't say do good to those um, who accidentally did X, Y, Z to you. It doesn't say do good to those who live next to you. It doesn't say anything. It says do good to those who hate you. Like we all say it like hate's a strong word. I don't want to say I hate it but I really don't like it, you know? (laughs) Well, this is hate. (laughs) There are people who hate you, and you know what the word of God tells you to do? Do good to them. Love them. Oh, this is messed up. Okay. 29. To to one who strikes you on the cheek, (laughs) offer the other Also, you missed a spot, you know? And and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. You guys got to give your tunics away. Come on. Don't be stingy with the tunics. (laughs) Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, listen to that. Someone who takes away your goods. They took something from you. They took something out of your house. They took something out of your car. They took something out of your driveway, out of your stuff. It says, do not demand them back. What? See, there's a whole lot of stuff in here that we don't get, man. That we, 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 can't, we can't understand it. And here's what I want you to understand. When the word is talking about in here, but I say to you, love your enemies. Listen, it's not talking about the devil. 
Because what this is, I believe what this is trying to help you point out is that what you think are your enemies, they're not your enemies. You know who they are? They are people who are in desperately need, in just such a desperate need for a savior. And you know what you could be? You could be the key to that. But you know what? You're so daggone frustrated because they took something that was yours or they didn't give something back or they said something about your mama. I don't know what it is, people. But we are supposed to... We are supposed to love them and all of this stuff. Nowhere does it say tear them down, does it? Does it say anything about tearing your enemies down? No. What we perceive to be our enemies. But here's, here's what we've done. We've convinced ourselves that we don't want to be perceived as a pushover. You know what the other thing we do? We say, Jesus got angry. It's okay. Yeah, Jesus got angry. Yeah, he did. Right, And if we look back on what we read about a little bit earlier, um, it gives us a very good reason um, to be upset and to uh, uh, destroy things. And it's when anything is raised against the knowledge of God. I'm just going to say the majority of the things that you're fighting about is not about the knowledge of God. It's just not. I don't fight about the knowledge of God as much as I should. See, we, we don't want to be perceived as a pushover. We say, Jesus got angry, so it's okay if I get angry. I just got to get all my anger out before the sun goes down, right? We use that scripture too. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, right? Isn't it something like that? Something like that? Yeah. The problem is in this scripture is that it's referring to what we have seen as our enemy, and what we've done, listen, this is what we've done. We've made it just fine that the devil wants to walk all over our family. You know what we've done? We've given room for him. You know what we say? We say, you know what? God, I'd really like to dig into your word. I'd really like to get closer, but I got this thing that I got to go to. I got this place that I got to be. I got this thing that I got to be involved in this or my kids got to be involved in this or my mom's got to be involved in this or my cat's got to be, whatever it is, okay? And you know what we do? We are giving room. We are giving room for the enemy. It's practically like you've got this whole brigade lined up, ready to go. And the enemy's waiting waiting to break through and you're walking out there and you're saying oh sorry I'm gonna move you over here move you over here and you're just gonna leave this wide lane right through here and you want to know what the enemy's gonna do it's gonna storm right through there and guess what it's not your enemy's fault we are leaving ourselves unprotected in this battle you want to know why because you're waiting on someone else to give you the word you're waiting on someone else to speak into your life. You're waiting on someone else to go to the throne for you. You have access. I Listen, I feel the battle. And it's not just me and my family. I feel it. I feel it in here. I feel it in this room. I feel it in this house. And what I'm telling you, I want to go to battle with some people that are ready to make war. That's what I want. And so this, this, is, this is an alarm, an alarm sounding that I'm telling you right now, you best get prepared because there is nothing, when it comes to the enemy, there is nothing for him that is off the table. Like you, you think about this, right? 
We talk about, in this world, a fair fight, <laughs> right? We talk about what a fair fight is. All right, don't hit them there. You know, don't do this. You know, you got to kind of, here's the rules. Here's the confines on which we do it. Let me tell you something. That ain't happening with this enemy. He doesn't care what's fair. He, don't, he doesn't care what feels right or what feels wrong. He doesn't care because what he wants to do is he wants to destroy he wants to destroy what God has for your life. And too often, we're the one making a little room. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying this in such a way that, hey, I'm telling you, you got to be in church every, every Saturday if you're not in church. You know, I'm not, that's not me. You guys know my heart. That's not it. My wife and I, we're quick to say, hey, listen, if you don't feel up to it, don't come. Like, we, we want you to be well. We want you to be okay. Like, don't worry. We know your heart, Right? That's, we don't care. I'm, I'm going to start reporting on my number zero for attendance every week <laughs> just to freak out the church of God. <laughs> and we're like, zero people? Wow, that's a weird church. Um, we need, I'm saying all this to say this, guys. We need to get back to desiring to be and then to being conquerors. See, some of you have felt like that you're not good enough to be a conqueror, that you haven't done enough to be a conqueror, that you haven't given enough to be a conqueror, that you don't fit in well enough to be a conqueror, that you don't know enough of the right things to be a conqueror. Let me tell you something. When it comes to being a conqueror, it starts small typically. But the longer that you say I'm not, the longer you won't be. Simple as that. And I think it's time for us to get back to being conquerors. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, no, in all these things, listen to this, we are more than conquerors. <laughs> through him, through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We're not living like we're more than conquerors. We're not. We're not. You know what a conqueror does? A conqueror takes care of his kingdom. <laughs> and we're letting the enemy have as much of it as he wants. We're making room for him. We're giving him a nice little comfy couch to sit on with us. And I'm telling you, we, we got to get, we got to understand, guys, we are in a battle. And I, I'm sounding this alarm because you know what? I want you to be ready now. I want you to get ready now. I'm not saying this to speak something ill over you or over your family, but what I am telling you right now is if we are not prepared for battle, when battle comes, it's ugly. It's so ugly. See, I was reading about what happens when a war starts, and one of the first things that it talked about is it talks about how they rally the troops and they even access the reserves, right? Many of you may know someone that serves in the reserves, right? And they, they pull their resources from the reserves together. And can I tell you, I think part of the problem that we're having is we are so deep in battle and we've got a lot of people that are like, I'm in the reserves. 
I'm not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a this. I'm not a that. So all I do is I give my money to try to help make sure the lights don't get turned off at my church. So more than conquering, baby. Good electricity. <laughs> I don't care about electricity. We can turn the lights off. I don't care. They flicker half the time anyways, people. <laughs> I just don't, I don't care. What I care about is I care about the well-being of your family. And I care that when you face opposition, that you're ready. You got to be ready. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling it, right? I'm feeling it. See, we're living, we're living like peasants because we keep fighting the wrong enemy. Fighting the complete. Could you imagine watching a boxing match and the guys over in the corner punching the cage or something? You'd be like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched. It would go viral, okay? A lot of people would watch it. <laughs> but it'd be ridiculous. It'd be like, this guy's an idiot. I hate to say it, guys, but that's how we look. We're fighting the wrong stuff. We think we're doing the right thing. We think we're standing up for something that's good and right. But I tell you what, we're over in the corner and we're punching the cage. We look ridiculous. We're not conquering. We're cowering most of the time. We're no different than any other person because we're not seeing the fact that we are currently in battle. In the good days and the bad days, the sunny days and the rainy days, the battle was on. See, we get distracted by things and we're like, it's okay, we're good, right? But we keep finding ourselves over and over and over fighting the wrong enemy. Listen, you want victory over whatever that is, Whatever it is that keeps holding itself over you, fight the right enemy. With a fierce vengeance like you've never fought with. Get on your knees and pray. See, we are not recognizing that we're in a battle and so... We're just, we're like, we're like one of those commercials where, you know, you see the, it's like a, a first person and the guy's walking and there's like a billion things going around that person, right? That's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're ignoring the fact that all these things are happening around us and we're just trying to walk through our life because we think we've got to give this perception of a good Christian, wholesome, I got my life together, I'm doing everything right and I'm just smiley Tommy and I'm just going through it and, and all's good and we're just walking, but the whole time there's this, there's this just crazy whirlwind that's happening and we need to turn around and we need to fight okay so I, I say I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close because this, this, is, this is where I felt God leading me in tonight okay some of you are in a place that you need to put some stakes in the ground and you need to say that enough is enough. Enemy, you've had enough of my family. You've had enough of my children. You've had enough of my finances. You've had enough of my heart. You've had enough of my weakness. You've had enough of whatever it is, guys. And you need to start recognizing this war that you're in. And you need to, refu you need to refuse to allow one more inch. You got to refuse it. You got to push back. You got to fight, okay? 
This, this life of Christianity isn't unicorns and rainbows. I talk to you about this a lot, okay? We, we think, and, and, and I don't know where this perception comes from, we think that if we just love God, that everything on the earth will be great. This, this place is evil and wicked and jacked up and broken and it's filled with sin. That thing that you're dealing with, it's not because God's trying to cast something down on you to tear you down. It's because we live in a broken world. Everything that happens here is not the will of the Father. I've said that a hundred times and I'll always say it. If it was, Jesus wouldn't have prayed, God, your will be done. Why would he pray that? He wouldn't have had to. He would have been like, your will's already been done. It's cool. And so what, what do we do? We wage war against the enemy. That's what we do. We stand firm. We cling to the promises that's in the word of God. You only know those promises if you're in the word of God. I'm, gonna keep, I'm just going to keep on this, guys. We got to know the word of God. We got to know it. It's got to be in you. Because when you get squeezed in that moment, when you feel that pressure, when you feel the weight on your shoulders, right? When you start to feel that just come down on top of you and you feel like you're getting so low to the ground that you can't hardly walk, what I will tell you is that there are promises in here that will help you lift your head. They will help you recognize how you need to face the enemy in that moment. But if you don't know it, you're not armed. And I can't give it all to you. I can't. And so I'm telling you, we, you want victory, you need to start fighting the enemy. You need to fight the enemy. Your family is more important. Your relationship with God is more important. I don't care what people say that you need to be involved with. I don't care what your kids need to be involved with. What I care about is the spiritual well-being of your soul. Because when you get, listen, when you get to the end, it's not going to be about, hey, it's cool, I did these things. No. It's going to be, did you know him? Did you know him? And I'm telling you, we, we are in a place that we need to recognize this. You are currently in a battle.